0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Over the past few decades, the number of families headed by single parents has increased dramatically. An increasing number of successful single, well-educated professional individuals are arriving at single parenthood in a variety of ways, some by circumstance and some by choice. But they all face special and unique challenges. I'm Dr. Jennifer Scheer a licensed clinical psychologist, and this is Parent Savers, episode 73.
2: Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere.
3: Welcome, everybody, to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents of newborns, infants, and toddlers. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who've joined the Parent Savers Club. Our members get all of our archived episodes, and we actually have a great announcement, if you haven't seen the news, that everybody now gets access to all of the archived episodes as well. So there's other great member benefits, too. They get bonus content after each new show where we stick around and talk to the experts and panelists about a little more about the topic. Plus, we do special giveaways and discounts and more um, subscribe to our monthly parent savers newsletter for a chance to win a membership to our club each month if you did that already you would know about this great news about all of our archived episodes being available so you can dig way back in the time machine and listen to anything you want another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free parent savers app which is available in the android and itunes marketplace and we give you notifications whenever a new podcast is available to listen to We've got a very crowded studio today as we talk about what's going to be a pretty interesting topic about single parenthood. Um, we've got uh, eight of us here in the studio right now and Carrie on the phone, but well, that's counting Sunny. Well, if you count the babies and Sunny's tell me we've got eight, 10 people. Um, she's pregnant with twins, but let's go around, uh, talk about who's here, uh, including our expert and also Carrie on the phone. So we kind of know a little bit about who is having the conversation today.
4: My name is Colin Reed. I'm 27 years old. I work in airline catering. I have one son named Constantine, who's three months old.
0: Um, my name's Nicole Deline, and uh, I'm 38. And I'm an artist, designer, architect. I have one three-year-old
3: boy. Nice, two three-year-olds.
5: My name is Hadley Ajana. I'm an attorney. I work in tech software. I'm 42, and I have a three-month-old,
3: or a four-month-old boy. Four month. Yeah, and Baby John is here, so if we hear, we're happy to have him contribute as well, however he wants. Um, I'm your host, Johner. I have three boys: uh, six-year-old, a six year old, a four year old, and a two year old. They're at the nice even spacing, and I can remember all their ages right now as well. Um, Aaron,
6: my name is Aaron OG Mamacita, and I have one boy, and he is. Um, 23 months old so
3: nice he's coming up by the time this comes out he's going to be close to yeah two. Yeah, yeah. yeah
6: and i am a mamapreneur so that's a <laughs> nice. mama and an entrepreneur and Erin, <laughs> as you guys know
3: is our producer and so she is on our facebook and twitter accounts uh looking for your contributions and she's going to be chiming in throughout the show we've done some facebook updates already throughout the week and we're on twitter right now as we're taping on these saturdays so if you do want to participate in the conversations as a virtual panelist you can do that and Erin is your avenue to do that. Um, Dr. Shear, how about you?
1: Oh, hi. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shear. I'm a clinical psychologist. I've been practicing for about 15 years. And one of my areas is working with a lot of new moms and pregnancy and attachment issues with both moms and dads and families. And do you have kids? I have two boys. I have a two-year-old and a seven-year-old.
3: Oh, nice. And we've got Carrie on the phone as well. Carrie, tell us a little about yourself.
7: Hi, yes. Uh, I'm Carrie Cardaci. I think I'm the senior member. I'm 52 years old. I have a 16-year-old daughter, and I am an entrepreneur as well. I uh, own a company called Cena Creatives LLC, which um, designs and distributes uh, children's touchable bags.
3: Well, nice. Well, I look forward to hearing everybody's story a little bit, as well as talking a little more about realities of single parenthood. Before we jump into today's topic, we are going to look at an app, which is something that we do from time to time here on Parent Savers, apps for parents that we come across uh, that we think might be of use or maybe not of use, and we'll let you know what we think. Today's app we're looking at is called Rest Area Finder, and we've got a link to it on our website, um, so if you want to check it out. Uh, But basically what this app does is it gives you a map, uses your location, uh, they have it for iPhone And then it generates the map and it shows you where the nearest rest areas are. It also shows things like scenic viewpoints, says that if they have phones or if they have restroom facilities, and I kind of don't know why you would want a rest area without a restroom facility, to be honest, but those two are kind of synonymous to me, but I guess it helps to flag when you can pull over and not go to the restroom. Um, And everything that shows up on the map is these little hot air balloons, which I also can't figure out. Um, So I've played around with it a little bit. And it's a pretty easy, basic. I mean, I can see that it's useful if you're looking for something like that. Um, Aaron, what did you think? Did you have a chance to look at it?
6: Yeah, I did. I fiddled around with it, and I'm I'm giving it a a um, tenuous mid range thumb. It's not <laughs> quite up, and it's not quite down for for these reasons. I, if you're using it to like plan ahead a trip into regions unknown then yeah, I think it's great. Right. Um, because you can you can plan your drive according to the rest stop locations. However, if you're going to regions known, this app gives you nothing more than the signage on the freeway.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, maybe it tells you a little bit what to expect, but I certainly wouldn't want to wait until my son said I have to go to the bathroom and then whip out this app. You're exactly. In, in trouble, mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Any
3: other thoughts from the room?
0: Uh, well, I haven't used it, but initially I thought, it might be a good idea. Thinking since I had my child, how many times I had to stop. Right. Like, but it was like just I had to stop immediately.
3: Yeah, and I think it's probably like Aaron said, probably really good for planning. So I think uh, we'll go around the table real quick and do thumbs up or thumbs down um, if anyone has an opinion.
5: I gave it a thumbs down. I didn't see the use in it
3: at all. <laughs> we had a thumbs down, a tenuous, and I would give it a slight thumbs up. So it's kind of uh, one of these on the fence apps. We're gonna end up. I would give it probably a thumbs up. It's free. It's not that big. If you're going to be planning out some trips, go ahead and try it. But it's not one of those that I'm going to knock on all my friends' doors and say, you've got to check out this awesome app.
2: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new
6: Bumble now.
3: So now we're finally ready to dive into today's topic realities of single parenthood. Today we're talking with Dr. Jennifer Shear and a full host of panelists who are going to tell us all about their experiences. Um, we'll also be talking with Carrie Cardacci on the phone. Thanks for joining us, everybody. So, Doctor Sheer, let's start with you know, and maybe around the room we can chime in as well. But what are some different ways that people arrive in single parenthood?
1: Certainly, um, either by circumstance or by choice. And um, the people that I see and work with the most in my practice mm-hmm. tend to be single moms and dads who are parenting on their own due to circumstance, due to divorce. Um, the death of a spouse. and that brings with it you know very different set of issues than someone that's arrived at a stage in life where they are ready and wanting to start a family and um, don't have a committed relationship at that time, right. but um, oftentimes have um, the, the resources and the, the planning ability to be able to um, set themselves up financially. Um, And their resources, their social networks, and and that that can be very empowering in a very different way than when it comes to you um, not chosen.
3: Do you see, even though there are the different circumstances and ways people arrive there, that there's common challenges that people face like if there's a biggest common challenge or is it really different per circumstance
4: well
1: i, th- I think being a parent <laughs> <laughs> right the <laughs> fact that you've got these
3: ah. <laughs> these kids
1: <laughs> i mean i think there's a sense of i'm in this alone even no matter how many how much support you have or right. a, a partner or a spouse or you know there are that moment to moment when you have to make that ultimate decision um i think it's magnified a lot if you are doing it on your own there's um enormous logistical issues that you can't share um, and that that creates a lot of burden um, yeah. and stress um, other oh, there's so many <laughs> it's, yeah it's we, really different it's
3: it, we literally just ran into this last night and one of my oldest son um, hurt his neck doing some exercise and before I could make the call myself is like do we go to urgent care do we go to the hospital I wanted to talk to my wife mm-hmm. right mm-hmm but without that partner there, it's on you guys to make the call, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Which I think can really sharpen you. Uh, probably. like So there, there's no <laughs> – you know it's on you. So you you learn how to sharpen your decision-making. Right. You learn to trust yourself and your intuitiveness in a way that sometimes there's a lot of doubt and inadequacy where, where it's forced upon you. But it can be a phenomenal opportunity <laughs> to
6: sharpen that parenting skill. Yeah. Okay if you're strong enough to meet that yes. requirement, because it could be very detrimental for others who just can't really find their way. Yes.
7: I think what, what makes it difficult, too, is just the continuity of that. It's over. It's constancy of it. That, you know, once in a while, making the decision yourself is very empowering, but it's it's all the time. And, you know, you've got to be very strong not to second-guess yourself and and you know go with your instincts and and then just kind of move forward but I think where it gets difficult is it it's always on you you know you don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of Um, you know am I being reasonable am I am I you know am I crazy here right that's where it gets kind of tough
3: do you are you able to find support um, from other avenues though or build your own support systems
7: yeah, I think that's hugely important. Um, I'm very lucky to have a family close by so and two sisters that are moms, and, um, and, and, you know, I call them up a lot and saying, you know, am I doing this right? Am I thinking about this the right way? That kind of thing. So I'm very lucky that way. Um, but, yeah, it does put a burden on you where, um, you know, usually you're, you, you know, you hit the go button.
0: Every situation is different, but in mine, I think that I actually get more help from his dad now. Hmm. So when we were together, I already felt like a single parent. And I was definitely making all the decisions from day one. And, and now I think that um, he's actually been sharpened. I mean, he's learning how to have to make decisions. He just took him on vacation for the first time, and he got sick. Of course, I was a wreck because he, they were out of state. Mm-hmm. But um, he had gotten an ear infection, and he had to take him to uh, the doctor. And I mean it sounds like a small thing, but it's really not anything he would have had to deal with if we were together.
3: Right. If it was had happened locally, he wouldn't have dealt with it.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. We're blocks away, so probably he would have called me and he
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have picked up the thesis. <laughs> Absolutely. What a wonderful opportunity for your child. You know, that dad is now in a position to step up
0: and be more involved. That's right. I I actually I mean I thought that and I said that to him all along. I mean, it was unfortunate that we had to separate, but I feel like um, it's it's better for all of us. And I really thought that uh, Gavin it's luckier for him. His dad is really um, spending more time, and I think they're going to have a better relationship because he's not going to see us fighting and and be resentful. Or
3: mm-hmm. well, let me open this question up to the panel as well. Are you guys? Do you guys see any? you know, big misconceptions of being a single parent that you guys feel like you have to fight a lot?
0: Um, I think that, well, um, for me, I think that a lot of people think, oh, since you have a child, um, your life is over or, <laughs> um, being a single parent must be, you know, so much harder, but, yeah, and maybe they judge, oh, you're a parent, you can't do this, or right. it's, it's all over. But it's really, I don't think it's like that at all. It's just um, a new challenge. Yeah. You know, you can still do and accomplish what you want to accomplish. You just have to figure out the new route yeah, to I think do that's it. A str- I
3: think that's a struggle mm-hmm. for single and together parents alike is the identity mm-hmm. struggle. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine, though, that my impression not being a single parent would be that, it would be even harder because there's even more polls and even less time for you to assert your identity because Mm -hmm. you're the one that's constantly there and making the decisions.
0: And if I keep talking, but if you do have um, someone like in this case, I have his dad, I don't have any family here, but um, I actually have a little time to myself now because he takes them every other weekend. So I do get to uh, read a book Mm-hmm. Or at least a few pages <laughs> <laughs> nice. and
7: take a nap. Car- do some laundry. <laughs> yeah,
3: Carrie, what do you think is the best part about being a single parent?
7: Um, I think, you know, watching my daughter grow up into a wonderful human being has been the most gratifying. And know- knowing that, you know, I've done that. Um, you know, my circumstances, it was by choice. I adopted her. Um, when I was 37 years old, I, I wasn't married, but it was time, and I always wanted a family. So my circumstance was by choice. And knowing that, you know, I, I have had such a wonderful effect on this beautiful human being, I mean, that has just been just such a gift and such a blessing for me, um, and it has made my life worthwhile. Um, so just watching her grow um, has been amazing. I'm just so proud of her. So um, that's just been, you know, she's she's just made my life.
3: Nice. Nice. Well, I mean, so, and everything we kind of do as a parent, theoretically, is for the betterment of the kid so that we're going to either have them turn out great or not screw them up right (laughs) Right. or
6: just or just screw them up enough to make them (laughs) right interesting interesting that's right
3: (laughs) that's right yeah
6: i put some money aside for therapy for her (laughs)
3: um but dr Shear, is there an impact on kids that single parenting has versus together parenting is there anything that is, is shown to have any sort of impact negative impact on kids or positive
1: yeah um You know, every every dynamic is different. Mm -hmm. However, what we know from all the research on attachment and child development is that it's the quality of the relationship between parent and child, not the context, Mm -hmm. whether it's one parent, two, ten, you know, it's really about um, what that child experiences in the relationship. And um, what's optimal parenting is um, when a child receives warmth and love and a sense of being valued and heard. With um, firm and consistent limits, so that they can feel safe.
3: Right, and that can happen in, in like any, you said, any number of different. It can
1: happen with grandma and you know little Tommy. Any, any organization of any scenario. Yeah, any scenario. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good point to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we'll talk with our panelists a little more about their specific experiences as well as Carrie's experience, as she alluded to, with adopting as a single parent, because I know that that's got its own set of issues and challenges, and it's an interesting story as well.
2: Families have a lot going on.
3: Welcome back everybody. Today we're talking about realities of single parenthood and we're joined in studio by um, a plethora of single parents, um, each with some unique experiences. So let's, you know, get the perspective from each of them about kind of, you know, where, how they got to where they are and what their thoughts are. Hadley, can we start with you?
5: Um, well, I was actually raised by a single parent, and it's not something that I ever would have chosen. Mm-hmm. I think my mom was a nervous wreck most of the time, and I think it really took a toll on her. But I just happened to get pregnant <laughs> from big surprise, and the dad doesn't want to be involved. So um, I had tried, I was married for a long time, and I tried to conceive. Okay. And so it was actually wonderful to find myself pregnant. It just wasn't the circumstances. It wasn't how you <laughs> thought it was going to be. Not at all, but it's it's been great. It's yeah. been great so far. It's hard, but it's been great.
3: I mean, would you say that it's probably maybe happy's not the right word, but for the dad or the whatever the correct word, the bio dad or I don't maybe that's something else we need to figure out. Um, that he had that awareness that he said he didn't want to be involved, and is it easier because he's just stepped away or?
5: Oh, it's. Are you asking what the, yeah. what, the what that's like? Yeah. What happened? Um, no, it was he by the that he found out he joined the seminary so it's been terrible for him got it and he doesn't want to leave the seminary and um so it's not
3: that he's making a choice so he well I mean that is a choice he is making a choice yeah
5: (laughs) he can stay or he can come and he's decided to stay so um and that was very I think it's been very painful okay that part of it I'm not yeah, I, I love being a parent, and I um, there was a lot of tension in my marriage. I think there's in a lot of them. Okay, and being a single parent removed a lot of that. You know, I don't have to discuss: Are we going to get the kid vaccinated? Or are we going to do this? Or are we going to do that? I actually like being the the decision right. maker and not having to argue with somebody else or negotiate. I guess would be a better word. That part I actually like.
3: Do you have a pretty good support system? Do you feel like, or can always use improvement, or you know, where, who, how do you get support if you need a little bit of venting? Or
5: it's been hard. My mom died while I was in labor, so I really don't have family even. But um, you know, I have great friends, and I sometimes I think the babies kind of bring what they need, honestly. Okay. Um, so it's, it's been kind of amazing to see who stepped up to help, and it's been yeah. interesting and great, great
3: too. Well, it's great. Well, oh, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry for the. You know the sad parts of that story and obviously you know for us here and any listeners i'm sure happy to give you any support that we can oh you
5: yeah, know yeah. i wouldn't trade it for the world he's <laughs> just the joy of my life and if that's the way it had to happen that's the way it had to happen yeah right and it seems that you just you just do what
0: you need to do when the time comes it's always harder <clears throat> thinking about it but
5: when it happens you just you just deal with it. Yeah, I was terrified <laughs> when I was pregnant. I was terrified. No idea what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you just do step by step. and mm-hmm. step, yeah.
3: Yeah. Stuff turns out because it's just kind of time inexorably marches on and things you have to figure these things out.
6: It's kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous, you know? It's just one day at a time.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
6: <Right>. <laughs> Parenting in general.
3: Yeah.
7: And it's amazing. Sometimes you look back on what you've done and what you've gone through and you're like, how did I get through that? But you do.
3: Yeah, so tell me a little bit about your story. Tell us a little about your story, Carrie.
7: Oh, okay, thanks. Um, Well, I always knew I wanted a family, and I love kids. And um, I knew early on that if I was going to have kids, I I was going to need to adopt. Um, So I kind of put a a time limit on it. If I wasn't married by 35 or so, that I was going to start the the adoption process. And it took me about two years to do that. And I adopted a 10-month-old little girl from Cambodia, um, because as a single parent, um, really, international adoptions are are the uh, viable, the only viable option. Um, um, so, got her at 10 months, and um, she was um, had a lot of health issues, but we got through that the first year. Um, and I would say my biggest challenge really is being a working mom, a working single mom. Daycare and child care, being consistent and loving, and trustful, reliable has been, has been, you know, probably one of my biggest challenges.
3: And affordable. I mean, because there's, there's, there's already the cost benefit analysis you make, we make as a married couple. I know my wife and I do. And as a single parent, it's even clearer. And, you know, how much is the daycare going to cost, which is how much am I going to make while I'm paying for the daycare?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and quality daycare is very, very expensive. I had been working for 15 years or so. So I was, very, very lucky that I was financially able to do all this, and that really played a big part in, in, in allowing me um, to do this on my own. Um, the loving and reliable part for me was the hardest because, you know, handing off your child and going into New York City every day, you know, which is about an hour away, um, that, that's just gut wrenching. <laughs> that was just really, really tough. Um, and there's guilt associated with that. and. Um, you know, just am I doing the right thing? Um, but you know, you get through it, and uh, and you do the best you can. I mean, because it's always you're doing the best you can. Yeah,
3: exactly. And I mean, with the goal in mind. But I don't think that the guilt of handing your kid off is unique to single parents I, either. It's um, mm-hmm. I still get it, even though you know, kids go to school or I drop a kid off at camp. And I see him having loss. to assimilate, and you're just like, oh, I can't like why can't I just be with them all the time? but you can't, right? I mean, that's the realities of life. Yeah. Right. The loss
1: of control <laughs> when you know that it's going to be helpful for your kid to allow them to grow and develop their their own autonomy. But that experience as a parent is terrifying. Yeah.
7: It is. And then um, when Lindsay was probably about four or five, she just begged me for a sibling. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wanted a sibling. So there was all that emotional upheaval. But I just, I just, couldn't do it (laughs) right i you know she was just a handful and and i just felt that that was way too much even though i i i wanted to because i knew it was important to her and growing up and having siblings are just is just wonderful but i couldn't do it um and so that's i knew i would regret that but i had to do what i had to do and and not having a father she's she's she suffered from that a little bit um, with her friends and uh, and you know why aren't you married, mom and and that kind of thing. So I think ha- not having a bigger family has affected her. I think it's 16 now; she gets it, and we're fine. But growing up in you know the elementary school years, it's it's it was tough on her.
3: Yeah, is there an age where it got tougher?
7: Yeah, I would say anywhere from like five to ten. I every other day it was. Wow. Why don't I have a dad? Why don't I have a brother or sister? You know, that kind of thing. It, it, it was it was tough because she wanted to be like other kids.
3: Right. That's what's so important, I think, for kids then as they're trying to feel, they're trying to find their place.
1: How much, right. I have a question. How yeah. much do you feel her upset about that was due to feeling different from the other kids and questioning that experience as opposed to really needing um, that sort of connection at that time?
7: You know, I, I think it's both. Um, I think it's both. I think, though, um, being adopted with a single mom in, in a community of big families, I think she felt it. Hmm. I, I do. I think she felt it. You know, we live in suburban New York, and it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, minivans, and, and <laughs> you know, we just weren't the typical family. Um, I think she's grown to like that she has me all to herself, and I think she's kind of, you know, for for better or for worse, she has me all to herself. So <laughs> <laughs> I think she's grown to rely on that. And um, I think we got through it. But you know, I worry that I haven't modeled a loving husband wife relationship for her. You know, growing up, I I worry I you know I I we spent a lot of time on how men should treat her growing up with, you know, and self-respect and that kind of thing. I know my daughter's much older than your little toddlers, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, those kind of things I try to spend time on. Um, and we spend a lot of time with family and, and that kind of thing. And um, she's got two older male cousins that we try to spend a lot of time with, too. So, um, but again, you know, there's no nirvana it is what it is, and yeah. and we just – you just keep moving.
3: Well, and I think – I mean, interestingly enough, you know, kids are going to feel they're, the differences at those ages no matter what their situation is. Um right. We have a friend that's an only child, and she lies about having siblings because she sees other people have siblings around or, you know – kids with siblings might lie about like how old they are or you know uh, kids are trying to fit in in different ways and it's not just unique necessarily to single parents I mean there's obviously you know a difference between what the parental setup is but I think the point is that kids are going through it not it's not just the kids of single parents that are going through this
7: right I agree kids are desperate to be like other kids
3: right And then, as they get older, they're desperate to not be like other people.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Right.
3: Nicole, how about your story? How did you end up as a single parent?
7: Um,
0: Well, to start off, uh, um, I also was raised by a single mom. Okay. And my parents split up when I was about three, two, three, the same age as my son. And it was always fine for me. Like, I never... um, uh, maybe a little bit I wish that they were together, but I don't even remember that that much. I always felt lucky because I had another place to go, and they were both really loving parents. Um, we hung out together. We had holidays together with their significant others. And, I mean, they were crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not very fairy tale. <laughs> I mean, my both of my parents were definitely crazy, but they, they loved me a lot. So uh, when I got together with uh, my son's father in grad school, we we actually decided we weren't going to get married we decided we would have a child and not get married and we talked about it and we talked about it in the future like many months ahead and then i happened to get pregnant and so i said well i guess it's now so um (laughs) so uh we had gavin and and it just wasn't working out and probably because i mean there was a lot of fighting just miscommunication we were good friends but it just wasn't working out as a relationship and probably due to the fact that I was raised in a single parent family, and it was really great, I wasn't really that afraid of doing it. I almost wanted it, but uh, I kn- th- I thought what was more important is I-, I was really unhappy in the relationship, and I didn't want my child to see that. And I've seen other kids grow up in in unfap- unhappy families, and I think that that's worse. Like I I really would rather have had my son see two happy parents separate so that's what I'm trying to do you know I mean we, we're getting along pretty well it's it's only been eight months so we still have our ups and downs but um, we are we are trying to get along and Gavin seems seems okay so far
3: so Dr. Scheer what do you think helps single parents feel effective and you know empowered or they're doing the right thing or to fight their self-doubt
1: mm. Um, I, th- I think the social supports are crucial crucial um, you know, again, it just the the experience of parenting. There's such there's such a sense of you're you're in it alone, even when you're living with someone and mm-hmm. and lovingly connected. Um, just having that responsibility of someone who's dependent upon you. Um, to have other parents, especially when you're you're raising your child on your own, to have other parents who can share um, the experiences of it, who can um, really share even like the carpooling the a lot of um just kind of making it um something larger than just the dyad between you and your child can really um just enrich the experience broaden it and um and buffer a lot of of that stress that can impact
0: the family Mm um i recently um uh, met a friend who's also a single parent and uh, the thing that's nice is we'll we'll, we'll trade off, you know, because it is, it is expensive for daycare and babysitting and all of that. So we help each other. And we may not have ever been friends if we didn't have children. Right. But now we can help each other out from time to time.
4: See, one of the things I wonder about, and, and I preface this by saying I'm married, is transitioning from being in a relationship and then going into single parenthood, both for the parent and for the kid, in, from my perspective, if I was going to transition right now into single parenthood, I would feel like I was drown. I already feel like I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't know what to do. And so I think that transition is something that, that I would be interested in learning about if that were ever to be a situation Do for you me. mean
0: financially or... emotionally (laughs) more so in terms
4: of the the, the burden that is being a parent the time Mm -hmm. and the commitment in addition to your work and whatever else not having a support system. I feel like transitioning from being a committed relationship into single parenting would be I mean for me in my mind it it would be impossible.
7: Yeah, I almost think that's more difficult than what I did because I knew I was on my own, so I did not have any lost expectations, right, or or, uh, expectations other than, um, okay, this is on me. If you go from that to then this is on me, I I think in a lot of ways that's much, much harder than than what I did.
1: There's enormous grief over your entire life vision being turned upside down. It's not what you chose um, it it like you said, it affects the time you, the parent and child have together um, oftentimes there's a lot of conflict going on, and that stress just on an individual and then trying to manage your own emotions, your own grief, your own transitions, while also supporting your child's experience of that is is huge that's enormous. Um, a lot of times there's disruptions in extended families you're reorganizing amongst conflict, you know, um, and can be very isolating. Um, And, you know, another thing, too, is whether it's um, single parenting by choice um, or not, that eventually if a parent starts dating or getting involved in in a new relationship, that also brings on a whole bunch of of different issues that, again, have to be processed
6: and dealt with um, within the family. I think you both touched on something there because my mother died when I was six leaving my father with four children myself being the youngest and I think that like Colin was saying I mean he was absolutely overwhelmed completely swept away by the you know the floodgates had opened even though her death was was imminent we were expecting it it still was very difficult for him and dealing with all of those emotional I mean I get emotional just talking about it but for him dealing with those um, those emotional situations as an individual himself and then as a parent I mean he did pretty much everything you're not supposed to do just you know kind of as a knee-jerk reaction so I think that that's a a really um, important aspect of your 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 brooch on the subject is that it really doesn't matter how you get there but it's what happens once you're there that's Mm -hmm. important Mm -hmm. um and I do think every situation is
0: different I know that um What you were saying, Colin, about it being, you know, so scary to think about it. You couldn't imagine. Um, I know in my situation, I I needed to get out because I was so unhappy in it. And to my surprise, it was was tenfold so much better.
6: Liberating.
0: Yes. I mean, I didn't have... It wasn't more pressure. I didn't have the pressure of having to deal with my relationship. And... um, you know maybe I I just gave up on that but it it became easier I'm. it's it's not that it's not difficult but I just don't think that it's it's more difficult Um, financially yes that parts hard but financially doesn't hurt as that much as much as emotionally does you know you can you know you can deal with it you know um, if you have to um, be careful about how you spend your money but once I was there I was really surprised to say oh my god I'm I'm relieved and this isn't that bad I don't have the pressure of the other person um, now how am I gonna how am I gonna make this work
7: I would be interested in everybody's idea of did you find it do you find it hard to ask for help I I personally had to learn how to ask for help you know here I was the single single working woman in total control you know blah 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 and then all of a sudden turn the corner and oh my gosh I have to ask for help and I have to ask for help a lot <laughs> and often. And that was really, really hard for me to learn. I'm wondering if other people had that that same same experience.
0: I have that. I think that's a personality type. I <laughs> okay. um, I had that before the child. And now, like, having him, um, yeah, it, it was tenfold more difficult because I'm like, oh, my God, I really do need the help. No, 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 I can do it. I can but, do it.
3: But I think <laughs> the trick to that, too, is that people love to help, um, mm-hmm. you know, and people are happy to be asked for help, and in fact, you know, it 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 makes them feel good, and it's something that they want to do. Mm-hmm. So even though there's this big block to asking for help, whether you're single or um, a, not a single parent, what you find, I think, is that within your community that you can find your friends and your support group that are over that are happy to help, and uh, you as a single parent also probably can find ways to help others as well. And, you know, it's just it's just positive all around. All right. Well, on that note, we could continue the conversation for a long time. We will slightly after we're uh, done, but we do need to wrap up the conversation in today's episode. But we will have a little bit of bonus content um, afterward. I've actually got um, this one idea that I want to talk uh, a little more about, this idea where the kids are sharing their home where the kids have the home and the parents are the ones that move in and out. Um, So I want to talk a little more about that as the bonus content. Um, But thank you so much to everyone for joining us and for sharing your stories and to Colin for uh, listening along, even though he's not a single parent, and for participating as well. Um, And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to check out our website, parentsavers.com. And for those of you interested in joining a club and hearing this bonus content, all the details are on that website as well.
1: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby.
3: listener comment from Jamie she writes I've been using your app for the last few weeks and I travel a lot so I don't always get a strong internet signal is there a way to download the episode to my app so I don't have to worry about my connection
2: Hey everyone, I'm Sunny. I'm one of the producers on Parent Savers. And Jamie, thank you so much for your question. So yes, you can download episodes to the app so you don't have to worry about the connection. And it's really easy to do. I am actually looking at my iPhone app right now. If you go to the episodes section, look at the bottom, click on episodes, it'll bring up all of our content, right? You'll see a faint star next to each episode. And if you click on that star that star actually turns yellow, and this faint yellow ring starts to form around the star, that's how you know the episode is downloading, and it's downloading directly to your app. Once it's done, both the star and the ring around it will be highlighted, and that's how you know that this episode is now on your app, and you don't have to worry about an internet signal in order to listen to the episode. So, Jamie, thank you so much for your question. We appreciate it.
3: That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Parent Savers. Thank you so much. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents. Our show, The Boo Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. And coming soon, Twin Talks for parents of twins and all the issues that apply to that. Next week, we're going to be talking about parenting other siblings after an infant loss. Definitely join us for that. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Definitely not the lighthearted, upbeat that we're usually used to having, but it's an important topic and an important month to talk about. This is Parent Savers Empowering New Parents.
4: This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
6: Hey,
2: mamas.